1: Hey welcome back to my podcast. My name is Lorena and this is The Pooch. I hope you're doing well. Um, Welcome to episode 18. I kind of want to get a little deeper today. Um, I want to talk about failing because I feel like when we talk about mum guilt and all that kind of stuff failure is a topic that absolutely to me is at the forefront of that. Mum guilt often comes with the feeling of not being able to um, achieve our supposed you know expectations or standards last episode I spoke about you know the importance of lowering your expectations or lowering your standards to a degree so that you can feel you know firstly cut yourself a bit of fucking slack but also feel a bit more in control and um, just prioritize better because we have this unreachable standards that we set ourselves um, whether it's intentionally whether it's what we're exposed to whether it's society's expectations whatever it might be but having standards and expectations that are too high um, or unrealistic are actually going to make us feel like shit. So today I just wanted to extend that and talk about failing um, and why we feel like we're failing and why I actually think in a weird roundabout way it's important to feel failure or to fail Um, And I hope that by the end of this episode, it'll help chip off a bit of that mum guilt because again, to me, they're so closely tied. So I guess to start with, you know, when you think about feeling like you're failing um, as a mum, often it comes in many, many ways. So overall, it's failing at, at having all your shit together, you know, being completely on top of everything, having all your appointments lined up, being super organized, having remembered to pay certain bills or um, sort out some admins so that you can, I don't know, do something that you need to do this week. Um, having, you know, thought about the things that as most likely as the default parent are left with you, like birthday presents for parties that you have coming up or, you know, factoring in that your kid's running out of, I don't know, Clothes for childcare, or all the things that are kind of in your in your realm of things to to be responsible for. So having all your shit together, um, failing at having that could include failing at having the house in order. And I really, I absolutely fucking hate that I I keep bringing up domestic chores as part of this podcast. Um, but in 2022, we live in a world where, in my experience and what I witness around me um those who are mums tend to tend to typically not all the time um take that kind of role on still i don't know how, when this is ever going to change um as part of their kind of domain of responsibilities so domestic shit still falls in our bucket and you might be listening to this and thinking Well, get over it because that's just part of you know being at home more um why I'm at home more has to do with once again being the default parent so that's possibly why you're more responsible for domestic shit. Um, You know I certainly don't love cooking more than my partner does, Um, I certainly don't love cleaning more than my partner does or you know thinking about grocery shopping and thinking about laundry and, and all the things that you know as a mum and I know I'm being very stereotypical here and please don't hate me for it but it often falls into typically traditionally falls into the mum's realm of responsibilities so having I guess not being on top of all that shit and feeling like you're failing I'm sure and I know is a common common experience that that mums have um failing at managing your emotions like that is to me such a huge part particularly of parenting Um, you know feeling like because you're not on top of everything all the time how are you ever supposed to keep your cool and look in my case I get so frustrated I get so frustrated because I I'm trying to keep all the balls up in the air (laughs) that sounds great Um, I'm trying to keep all the balls up in the air and I'm trying to have everything in order but at the same time I have a toddler that has her own her own way of doing things and her own way of seeing the world and it's kind of like there are times where I've got the patience for it for her to be at her own pace Um, but there are times where I know you know let's say we have to be somewhere at a certain time we have to be ready by a certain time and I know well in advance that we're already going to be late because I know how long it takes her to eat her eat her breakfast for example I know how much mucking around goes into just getting dressed I know that there's you know didn't like this breakfast have to muck around here you know there's a mess here have to tidy things up here and I also in the mix of all of that I also have a standard that I set to a degree which is problematic which is you know that I don't want to leave the house in a certain state because I'm thinking ahead and that means that I have to come home to this bomb of a mess that I you know that I don't want to have to deal with later on so managing my emotions can be difficult and I'm I know I'm not the only one and so often I feel like I'm failing at that So I'm trying to be calm, you know, it might even be when I'm trying to get her to sleep, which is probably the worst time to snap, really the worst time to get the shits and start raising your voice and be like, right, that's it. I'm going to count to three because I've had enough, like I've put you to bed 15,000 times. I'm tired, you know, the more the more time I spend trying to put you to bed is less time that I can spend on the other domestic crap that I have to deal with and that means I have to go to bed later myself I'm you know I get exhausted it's like a whole roller coaster of things you know things snowball from her struggling to fall asleep into me getting so frustrated and angry because everything that I thought I could get done while she was sleeping I now have to do much later on so I often feel like I'm failing at managing my emotions that's partly to my daughter and then the other part is within my relationship so um you know you might have a sense that you're failing at keeping your relationship healthy what a healthy relationship is I don't have the answer because and I guess that's part of this podcast is you know if we're talking about failing what are we failing you know we have to question what it is that we think we're failing but you know struggling to keep your relationship feeling healthy in the sense that you have an idea of how much time you should be spending with your partner Um, when you are spending it with your partner let's say you are lucky enough to have some time you know where the two of you can catch up and you know have some adult time together but maybe it's go out for dinner or go out for a coffee whatever it might be then you end up talking about domestic shit and talking about the stuff that never used to be a part of your conversations before that feels like you're not actually getting any any space away from this Um, you know default parent perspective anyway because it ends up being a discussion about what needs to be done when it needs to be done by and it's not really the fun relaxed flirty relationship that you remember also managing my emotions in a relationship Um, you know when you're tired when you're frustrated when you do have that sense of being the default parent and you are just like I just want to hand some stuff over and I don't want to be Having to, there's, you know, and I know like I guess it can be complex to read a person like me but I know I'm not the only one when you want your partner to do something but you don't want to have to remind them that it needs to be done because by you having to tell them that it needs to be done then you're still, you know, it's not coming from them, um, you're still taking that default stance so you're still responsible for what needs to be done so you're still you have the burden of holding the information so this this sense of failure falls into relationships as well um I don't know failing at sticking to routines like that's just you know failing at parenting expectations altogether sticking to routines like I said keeping your cool um am I taking her to the park not enough am I enrolling her in too many extracurricular activities am i spoiling her am i not giving it like all those things so first thing i want to say is that in my opinion the reason you think you're failing is because you think you know how it should be right so you, you obviously you're failing against a measure once again your expectations you're failing against what you believe should be the standard right so if I'm failing for example at managing my emotions that's because I have an expectation of how I should be managing my emotions which I'm not meeting so the reason you think you're failing think about it is because you think you know how it should be now when it comes to parenting and when it comes to relationships I believe in in a whole basically anything that has to do with human human interaction but you know in this case we're talking about parenting being a mum um you can't so you're setting an expectation based on how you think it should be but you can't in my opinion possibly know what it should be like because you've not done this before right so as a new mum I feel like I'm failing at being a new mum but who am I to make that assessment of what a new mum should be like and should well you know what's the minimum that I need to be achieving in order to be a good mum so I'm setting an expectation I'm failing at the expectation that I've set, but I am in no way the expert to be able to to set that expectation. So I feel like that is it, that is it, something that we all really need to recognize. If I feel like I'm failing at mum life when I am not the person who should be putting the measuring stick on what being a good mum is or you know how just keeping my shit together where where the line, you know, sits in terms of what's good and what's not. How can I possibly know that I'm failing? How can I possibly How can I how can I claim to be an expert on what things should be like and then feel like shit about the fact that I'm not achieving that expectation? Now if you think about it, in every other path in life that I can think of, we don't apply this thinking, right? So every other path in life we consider it a journey. So whether it's let's say you're going to the gym to bulk up or to get fit and healthy or you or you're talking about your career or thinking about studies or travel or even learning a language etc. in every other journey you live through you don't expect yourself to be perfect at the beginning. In fact, it wouldn't make any sense. If I'm learning a new language, I expect to make mistakes, I expect to not be perfect and I, I don't have the measuring stick because I don't already know what that other language is. If I start learning French tomorrow, how can I know if I'm failing? <laughs> I mean, I, I have a pretty good idea that I'm not speaking fluent French because I don't know French. So that's thats already going to indicate to me that surely I'm not speaking French but I don't expect to be perfect from the beginning. I expect to go through this journey of learning and making mistakes and having challenges before I actually get to being someone who can be considered fluent in French. Um, Same with bulking up, you know, if I'm going to the gym to bulk up, I don't expect to walk in a gym, have zero challenges, have zero um, struggles, walk out and have bulked up. There is no part of me that expects that. I actually expect to go through this journey that's going to be difficult, that's going to knock me down you know, that's going to put me through hurdles before I can successfully walk out the other side completely, you know, bulked up to the, to the standard that I was hoping to achieve. So the point that I'm making is that, you know, in all other areas of life or in all other journeys that you take as a human, you already know that you're not the expert. And so you already expect a journey where it requires work, or, you know you you expect to make mistakes and you'll be totally kind to yourself about making those mistakes you know that chances are you're going to go through a slow process and it's fine um, like I said you know you you know that you're going to be making mistakes and you you appreciate those mistakes because you recognize that they help you learn so I if I'm trying to like let's use French as the example again if I'm trying to learn French I expect to be in an to You know, if I want to submerge myself in into the French language and be surrounded by French people and say, you know, only speak to me in French, let's say. I expect to make mistakes, to be corrected. Um, I expect for people to not understand me on the first instance. I expect to have to go away and think about, you know, um, I don't know, how I'm pronouncing things or think about how I'm conjugating things. So I, I expect to actually have to go and do a bit of work. I expect that it's not gonna go smoothly for me without lots and lots and lots of effort, challenges, mistakes, hiccups, etc. cetera. I expect this from all areas of life. Same with study, same with career, you know, and, and that is the thing that to me, like I, I came to realize this, but for some reason when it comes to mum life, we have this notion that it's got to be perfect from the moment we give birth, that's it. From the moment we give birth, we expect to know how to do this thing that we've never done before, Mistake free, hiccup free, failure free, and seemingly somehow be able to do it perfectly.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: So I guess what I want to kind of keep us Remembering all the time, a big reminder is that you are not an expert, and that's something that you should wear proudly. How the hell am I supposed to know what I'm doing if I'm not an expert? That is something I'm not ashamed of. It would be presumptuous of me to 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 think that I'm an expert in doing this. Um, I have only been a mum for two and a half years. Now that, in some people's eyes, is very new, and in other people's eyes, is Experience because they might be in a position where they've just given birth to their first baby you know they've had the first babies come around in their life in the last few weeks or the last few months and they might look to me as someone that has a lot of experience because I now have a two and a half year old right but keep this in mind this is my first time ever as a mom of a two and a half year old so I might be able to tell you About my daughter when she was a newborn and and after the fact be able to think and reflect about certain things that I did or certain ways that I felt about myself you know the days that I felt really depressed and shitty because I made you know some some what what I considered or what I understood to be at the time mistakes I think I mentioned in another episode you know I was so vulnerable and so tired and so struggling with my new sense of being a mum and not knowing what the hell I was doing that any tiny comment from anyone like, are you sure you wanna pick her up? Why don't you try and you know, settle her or keep her you know, crying a tiny bit longer or settle her a little bit longer. Any comment like that made me feel like I have completely failed because I'm now doing the wrong thing. And so I need to just like throw her out and start again. Like I had this sense where I was like, I've ruined the rest of her life because I've picked her up one too many times because I had this, yeah, like I said, I had this sense that I, I should have known what I was doing now in hindsight I look at myself then and I go oh my gosh what pressure how could you have put that pressure on yourself when you didn't know what you were doing eventually I learned a few things about settling her right now I can say that now that she's two and a half years old but what I can't say now that she's two and a half years old is how to (laughs) parent a two and a half year old perfectly because I'm just doing it now for the first time So, you know, just like your babies or your child is or your children are learning to be human, you know, um, we're learning to be parents at the same time. And this is something that my husband always says, and I give him a lot of credit for this point because it really rings true to me. And that is, you know, at every stage of a child's life, the parent is learning to be a parent of a child that age for the first time. So if it's your first kid, let's say, you know, um, like I said, I'm, this is the first time I'm the mum of a two and a half year old. I know my daughter for two and a half years, but I've not been the mum of a toddler for 15 years. This is my first go at it. When she's a five year old, I might have known her for five years, but it'll be the first time that I ever experience being the mum of a five year old. So how can I expect to know exactly what I'm doing? When she hits puberty, that'll be so new to me. You know, I can't possibly be an expert and I can't expect to go through that stage without challenges, without, you know, without feeling like I'm failing because I don't know what I'm doing. I'll make mistakes and I, you know, without reflecting carefully, I will feel shitty about those mistakes because I will expect by now I should know how to parent. But the, but the reality is that this is the first time I've ever faced, you know, a kid going through puberty that I'm responsible for when she's in her 20s same thing you know when she discovers her first partner or any challenges that she's going to face in her life which for her it'll be the first time for me it'll be the first time dealing with that as a parent and and to kind of extend that i kind of think even when it comes to having the second kid so i'm pregnant with my second baby right now i'm expecting that my experience with my baby second time round is still going to be fucking brand new for me because I've never been the mum of two kids before right I've had a baby before and also I might I might be able to be an expert in terms of my current child as a baby like when I think back to my daughter when she was a baby I can tell you lots about you know what what worked best for her what didn't work so well in hindsight but the new baby is a different human being altogether so firstly i'm going to be learning about this child you know maybe with a little bit more confidence but definitely no more skills than with my first daughter just i guess confidence more in myself that i will work it out eventually because i worked it out eventually with her but at the same time it'll be my first time with two kids my first time looking after a baby with a toddler in the background, with a toddler's demands in the background, you know, and as as life moves forward, it'll be my first time with a toddler when I've got a four-year-old running around. Like, so it, what the point that I'm trying to make is that at every point in time, at every step in the process, no matter what you're going through, whether it's your first kid, your second kid, your fourth kid, that's the first time you experience it at that level. It is, it is, the first time that like there's no way you'd be an expert on having four kids if it's the first time you've just given birth you know to a fourth kid so you know I think this is this is really really important to keep in mind how can you feel like you're failing when you are not in any way the expert in the position that you're currently in particularly when it comes to mum life relationships all that kind of stuff of course there are extremes right I'm not saying no one can fail and actually fail right Um, eventually a a relationship can fail if it if it ends up ending and and that ending happened because the two people were like we really really wanted this but we couldn't make it work maybe you could refer to that as failure but I'm talking about feeling like you're failing in the process right I obviously there are parents or mums in history that yeah they have failed their kids because you know there's there's so many Situations of neglect and abuse and, and I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is typically feeling, you know, a big part of mum guilt feeling like you're failing and I just want to, I guess, bring the point home that it's impossible to have that sense because you are not an expert. Same goes with relationships, you know. Um, it's the first time, for example, in my case, it's the first time being in in a relationship where I have a two and a half year old right my my husband and I we've been together for a very 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 long time but it's the first time as a couple that we're together and have to factor in a two and a half year old this is new for us right just like having a baby was new for us as a couple so we have to learn to navigate that without expecting perfection there's new conversations that you have to have, there's new challenges that you have to have, the whole new role of, you know, we spoke a few episodes ago about the default parent, that is a new role for for someone (laughs) and the non-default parent is also a new role for the other person um, in a relationship that might be very long, that might have been around for a long time, that new role brings a whole new dynamic to things. So, in the same sense you know you're learning for the first time to be in a relationship with like i said with a child so how can you straight away think we're failing now our relationship is failing now because we don't do the things we used to do or we don't have the same conversations we used to have there is i would say obviously you know a part of the measure that you would put to that is how happy you feel how satisfied you feel in your relationship that's fine i agree Um, But I'm also talking about having a measure that is, you know, I expect my relationship to look like X, Y, Z. And because now it's not, we must be failing. I don't know what a relationship is supposed to look like. I don't know what my relationship is supposed to look like with a kid involved. You know what I mean? Because I'm not the expert. I've not done this before. So how can I say whether or not we're failing? What I think we need to remember is that challenges do not equal failure difficulty does not equal failure if we if we find things difficult or we are experiencing challenges or we basically think that this is harder than i thought it would be you know my things are not working the way that i expected them to be that does not mean that we are necessarily not achieving something great this you know the sense of failure is basically how we grow and as a visual thinker I like to compare it to a muscle right so if you imagine a muscle um, you're trying to bulk up the way that it grows or the way that it becomes stronger is as a result of damage right so due to damage in muscle fibers it the body works on building the muscle and making it bigger and stronger and each time it gets damaged it gets bigger and stronger each time so a person who goes to the gym they do weights the weights get slightly more challenging each time you know once those weights become too easy then the muscle is no longer growing the muscle is no longer being damaged and needing repair so it stops growing you get to, I mean I'm not an expert in in fitness please don't quote me on this if you want to learn about fitness go to a fitness podcast but I'm just using it as a as a, as a metaphor right if I was to stop being challenged in the gym my muscles would stop growing. They might stay the same, but they definitely would stop growing. In other words, the challenges are the reason that I grow, the reason I improve, the reason I achieve my goals faster. If, you know, if it's unchallenged, it can't grow. And I feel like that is the same with mum life. And I know it sounds horrible, but just like in the gym, in the moment it hurts and it's a struggle. Um, it's painful. It is, you know, you want to give up. You want to go throw in the towel and walk out and be like, I'm done, I can't, whatever. But you know, deep down inside, that you will see gains if you stick to it, right? And so I feel like when shit gets all too hard and you're like, I'm failing, I suck at this, I just, I'm struggling, I just, you know, I want my old life back. Those are the moments where I feel like you can recognize that that sense of, it's too hard it's too difficult I'm being too challenged they're the bits that actually make you stronger down the track and I know you know I know it's I know it doesn't help in the moment and I you know if I would be saying this to myself in the middle of a me getting the shits because everything's upside down and I don't feel like I've got my shit together I would be like shut up Lorena I don't want to hear it I'm I don't give a shit about growth at the at this point in time I just want the house in order and I want to be getting to the place that I need to get to on time and it's just not happening And I'm feeling fucking over it But, you know, outside of that, it gives me a sense of confidence and I hope it does to you too, that, you know, understanding that whole concept of the moments that you struggle, the moments where you feel like you're really, you're failing or you, you fucked up because, you know, you snapped and you didn't want to, you know, you got the shits and you were like, I need, I was, I I had full intentions of staying calm in this moment and then it just got too much for me and so I snapped. Without those moments, you're not going to grow. You're not going to feel better about yourself. You're not going to gain confidence in yourself. And, you know, even if we're just talking about parenting, that parenting can't improve. So I feel like those moments while they suck at the time, we need to fail. We need to have those 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 moments where we're like, I fucked up because that's where we go. Now I can grow. Now I can actually feel better and get better at at whether it's my sense of self, cutting myself slack, you know, understanding that my expectations are too high and and society's i you know idea of an ideal mama a a ridiculous or whatever it might be coming to a realization that that you're like this is all bullshit, but that's growth that's growth so having those moments where you go this i I actually want to throw in the towel because i'm done i'm over it that is where you that is where you make those tiny tears in your muscle fibers and bulk up at the end if you think about it from that perspective the real failure like true failure would be the absence of challenges right the absence of difficulty um so you know imagine having it all together having your shit together all the time which to be honest with you I believe is absolutely impossible because I am so convinced at this point that if anyone portrays having their shit together, it's because something else is not in order. Think about the, you know, the Instagram filters. Something else is in the background, not in order. It has to be. It's not possible to have your shit together at all times. But let's say it were to be. Hypothetically, let's say someone has their shit absolutely together. That would mean that, in my opinion, they, they would have a growth-free existence. There would be no shift development change improvement in their sense of self you know them as a them them as a partner them as an individual them as a parent them in any kind of role in life because there would be no movement there would just be no challenge nothing nothing to develop nothing to grow and to me that would be the real failure that would be the real shame and look at the end of the day you know that's not a future I want for myself And so when I think about it logically, I'm like, you know what, those challenges are what are going to help me grow and be the person that I really want to be, you know, the mum that I really want to be. And if we're going to get cheesy and talk about being a mum, for me, it's also about thinking about what do I want for my kid, right? This podcast is not about parenting, it's about your existence as a mum. But for me, I also think I don't want my child to be someone that looks at challenges as something bad as a difficulties as something bad I want my child to understand that that is a part of life and that's a part of growth and just like learning a language you have to struggle to get better you know you have to you can't you can't expect to be an expert you can't go in there thinking my first day of French class I'm going to be fluent the moment those words come out of my mouth because once again you're not the expert and I don't want my child to live go through life thinking that they are or should be, so they should be able to witness me living through challenges and coming out stronger at the other end. Well, so like I said, <laughs> this episode was going to be a little bit deep. Um I I, you know, I really I hope this this touched you. Um and I'm just gonna wrap it up at this point and just say, you know, remind yourself that when shit gets too hard, when you're like, I'm throwing in the towel, when I'm over it, I feel like I'm failing, I suck, there's all these thoughts that go through your head. Please just at some point in time stop and think, This is the only way that I'm actually going to improve anything. My challenges, my sense of failure is the only way that I'm actually going to get better. So I have to go through this as much as. Right now, it feels like it sucks. It's never it's never meant to be easy. Um, this is, you know, cutting yourself slack in the sense that you have to allow failure into your life. But it also is about cutting yourself slack in the sense that you are riding the failures with a bit more optimism than actually feeling like shit about yourself because things are not going to plan. Um, so I'm going to leave it there and say massively trust your gut.